Welcome. Welcome to Kim's Wellness Space, the podcast. This podcast is all about my passion for yoga and for wellness. During these episodes, I will share my thoughts and experiences of how to live a full life of sparkle and energy in my 50s. It is my passion that everybody should be winning at wellness no matter your age. Thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast. I really hope you enjoy it. Let's get stuck in. Hi, welcome to the latest podcast in this season three. Thank you so much for being here and choosing to listen to my podcast. This podcast, um, I want to talk to you about consistency. We hear the phrase consistency is key. Oh my goodness, how many times do we hear that? I am guilty of using it many times as well. And the trouble is when you use um phrases like that quite often they become almost throwaway phrases and the deeper meaning behind them gets lost and consistency is really important in anything that you do like we know that but there are some steps that you need to take before you can hit consistency and sometimes I think that it's those steps that are way more important and very rarely get talked about So uh, that's what we're going to talk about today, the steps before consistency. So what what do I mean by that? Well, there are two main things, I think. And this is something that I talk about with my accountability um, coaching clients at the beginning of their journey, but actually all the way through because things change and you have to keep going back and reminding yourself and maybe adapting and changing and you know, we evolve, don't we? So the very first one that we always have to look at is what is your why? And then once we understand the what is the why, then we get balance. And then once we've nailed balance, that's when the consistency part comes into play. And that's when we can really nail consistency. But to have consistency without those first two steps is tricky. And it's also one of the things why we you know kind of mess up a little bit or make mistakes or think that we failed I mean we haven't failed we can always restart there's nothing saying that um you know you can you only get one go at it you you don't you get a million goes at it and beyond and that's one of the reasons why we are always evolving and checking and going back and checking in with ourselves to see if our why is still the same um it's really it's really really important so if we pull it right back to the why um you know a really it's a small world word but it has a really big reach doesn't it why so why are you doing this so let let's pick one thing out of wellness um let's pick sleep um we know that sleep is important um you may not know the, all the deep answers to why sleep is important and there are many and it's out it's quite far reaching um but let's say for example that you have identified that within your routine of daily life that maybe sleep isn't getting enough attention or focus um as you would like so you're going to do something about it 
you've seen a couple of things, I don't know, on Instagram or Facebook. Maybe you've listened to a podcast and it's made you realise that, oh, actually, I'm probably not getting as much sleep as I need or maybe the quality of my deep sleep isn't um, as much as I need and maybe if I pull my focus onto this, it will help in other areas, which is absolutely true and it will. Um, but we, you know, focusing on one thing at a time is a good idea. If we, if we try and focus on everything that we need in our life to be exactly as we want it, we're going to get really overwhelmed really quickly. And, you know, that, that's when we trip ourselves up and things don't go quite right. So we've identified that um, the sleep is something that we want to fo- put our focus into and really get to grips and nail that. So we need to get our sleep consistent. But why? Why do we need to get our sleep consistent? That's what we need to know. Okay, someone's told us on a podcast that we need to sleep better. Okay, but that's not going to be enough for your consistency to kick in. Just because somebody on a podcast told you. You need to actually really dial down and find out why that's important to you. So um, I can give you an example for me. Um, and I have to say, sleep is something that I'm still needing to focus on. I've not nailed that one yet and I'm not consistent. I'm better, but I'm not consistent. I have managed to uh, change my sleeping pattern. So I'm more of an early morning person now and I enjoy getting up and I most days bounce out of bed. Um, but that's a relatively new thing and it still needs work. So um my why, when I looked at the focus of sleep, um, was really just exactly that. You know, I could see that people were getting up much earlier than me. Um, my husband, for one, he always is awake by about five o'clock, naturally. Um, but in those hours, say between five or six in the morning and nine o'clock, you can get a lot of stuff done that doesn't then interfere with the rest of your day. Um that you won't do of an evening because no matter how uh, much we tell ourselves that yeah after tea I'll work out unless you're someone that really likes working out that time of day and I'm not um, it's not going to happen you know there's always going to be a reason why you you know have to delay it or put it off or we'll do it tomorrow and that's the little blips that catch us out Um, and then we have to restart so for me I wanted to see if I could get uh, into a better routine with my sleep I could get a better deep sleep quality um, and then I would be able to do things first thing in the morning that don't impact on the rest of my day because you know waking up at I don't know say eight o'clock I mean that's not a bad time in the morning to wake up but if I could wake up at six then that's two hours that actually would be really helpful for me to use in my day, whether it be um, walking the dogs early in the summer because it's too hot later on, or whether it's because I want to work out or meditate, or I don't know, maybe just sit with a cup of tea and watch the sun come up. There's no, there's loads of reasons. You don't have to be super, super productive. Um, but I knew that on the occasions that I had got up earlier, um, it had been beneficial to me. And I'd started the day in a positive way. I'd 
ticked those things on my list that I wanted to do. And then I was ready for my day. I didn't feel like I was on catch up. I didn't feel that I had to um, reschedule anything or maybe put things off. There was no making excuses. I'd already done it. It was great. So that was my why that, you know, I'd read a lot of information. I'd seen things I'd done. I actually did a course. Um, the course wasn't for sleep. The course was for early mornings, but obviously we did learn a little bit about sleep. Um, but it was really evident to me that if I could move things around, it would be beneficial for me for what I wanted to do. So that was my why. It wasn't helping anybody else. It wasn't to keep anybody else happy. Um, you know, my husband's not bothered about what time in the morning I wake up. But it was beneficial to me and it meant that I would have a couple of hours for myself to do what I wanted to do before I got on with my day. So it was important to me. So that was my why. And then after my why, I needed balance. So you can't expect yourself to learn a new habit or introduce a new habit, shall we say, into your life and expect it to be perfect from day one. It's just not realistic. Um, so you have to know yourself you have to understand yourself in as far as you have to know if you're being a little bit lazy or if you're just making excuses um, or if there's a genuine reason for it to change so for example um if you had i don't know maybe there was a birthday party you'd attended and so um your normal bedtime routine was completely out and you know you were staying away in a hotel and you didn't go to bed till late um you can't expect yourself to then get up at five o'clock in the morning if you didn't go to bed till, I don't know, midnight or one o'clock. That's just not, um, it's just not doable. It's not reasonable. You won't have had enough sleep. So it's a silly thing to do anyway. Um, that's different to waking up and feeling, oh, I can't really bother to get up and snoozing the alarm. There's a difference between those two things. And to be honest, you know, if you snooze the alarm and you go back to sleep, it's no biggie, like the world's not going to stop turning, it's fine. But you need to understand the difference, like you need to identify. So if one thing is really important to you, you can remember that. So if I know that uh, tomorrow morning I want to get up at five because I want to... Uh, do some breath work, I want to meditate, I want to see the sun come up, I want to do my yoga practice before breakfast, before the day really gets going, um, then I can put things in place so that when the alarm goes off, regardless of how I'm feeling, I can remember, oh, actually, it's five o'clock and I want to get up and do these things. It's beneficial for me to do it. That helps me get up. Um, it doesn't help me if I've gone to bed really, really late you know, for a reason that was out of my control and then making myself get up because actually all I'm doing is being tired. I hope that makes sense. I feel like I've rambled a little bit there, but the why and the, the why has to come first and then you find your balance, meaning that life cannot be, um, per it's not perfect and things happen, life happens. We don't live in caves. And so we have to be able to be flexible with things. So you know, the majority of the time I can go to bed at the time I want to, I have my bedtime routine and then I get up when I want to in the morning and I do my morning routine. But, you know, sometimes that goes astray. Sometimes we're out for dinner or sometimes I might have a glass of wine or maybe 
uh, we get a phone call in the middle of the night or, you know, there's things that happen. Maybe we just have one of those nights where we don't sleep. You know, it's a full moon and I don't know, things happen on menopause also. Maybe I'm just having a day where I don't sleep or, you know, so we have to be able to ebb and flow with these things. And it doesn't mean that I failed. It doesn't mean that I can't ever do it again. It means, okay, well, life happened today and this is bit different so my day is going to be a bit different but actually tonight I'll go to bed at the time I want to I'll get back in my routine and tomorrow everything will happen as I want to happen so once you've understand your why you're doing something and then you get your balance with the thing that you're doing that's when you hit consistency because consistency doesn't come with motivation consistency comes with it's just a habit and I'm doing it you don't clean your teeth every day because you're motivated. You don't wake up in the morning and be like, yes, I'm going to clean my teeth. This is what I'm doing today. You get up and you clean your teeth because that's what you've been doing your whole life. It's a habit. And that's the same with everything we do. And that's the consistency bit. Once it's a habit, you become consistent. But you know that you can ebb and flow with the balance of life, but you understand your why. And so I hope you can see that those things are all connected. And so, you know, I've just picked out um, sleep as part of the wellness wheel but you know if you look at wellness as a whole you can you, you can use the same principles you know why do you want to feel well for me personally you know I am going to be 52 this year I'm fit I'm healthy I'm strong I can run around with the grandchildren you know my husband and I have done hilarious things like move massive water tanks around the garden um, you know I am going into my, um, what do they call it, my second spring, uh, fit and healthy and ready to go. You know, if I trip over and fall down, I'm going to be able to get myself back up. I am, I, I'm, you know, I'm good. And that's what I want to do. I want to be that fit 90-year-old woman that drives everyone mad because, you know, I can walk up a mountain in stilettos. I did actually see someone do that once. Um, and I... <laughs> I should probably tell you about that now because I can't leave you hanging, can I? So uh, quite a while, a good few years ago, uh, my hubby and I went to Italy and we went to um, uh, Naples and Mount Vesuvius. And we really wanted to walk up it. And we, you have to drive a certain, we don't have to, but we had driven a certain amount up to like a halfway point, park the car. And then uh, went to walk up. And we both had sensible walking shoes on. You know, we'd ha we do do walking anyway. It wasn't like we'd never walked. But it was quite high. And I um, am much better now, but I wasn't very good with the whole height thing at the time. Um, it wasn't particularly roasting hot, but it was quite a warm day. And the walk going up became harder and harder. And it was getting steeper and steeper. And, you know, I was doing, a, I was more, there was more of me than there is now. And I did say to Graham a few times, you know, I don't think I'm going to get to the top. You may have to go to the top without me. And he was like, no, no, we've come here to do this. We're going to do it. It doesn't matter how long it takes. And so we were just taking it slowly, um, which was fine. And we paused for photos. and It was all lovely. But then this little lady went past me and I am going to describe her as a little old lady because she was smaller than me and she was older than me. And she was in a pair of what I can only describe as gold wedges. And they were, they weren't like, you know, a little bit of a heel. They were proper, full on, at least three inch wedges. Slip-ons. 
and she walked past me at speed while I was puffing and panting my way up. And I remember thinking, wow, that's the sort of little old lady that I want to be. I don't want to be this one that's puffing and panting. I want to be that one in my gold wedges, walking up a mountain like I'm just popping to the shop. And so if you look at your, you know, why you want to be well, you know, I want to be well because I want to live a long life that's full. I don't want to live a long life that I'm sitting in a chair I want to be out there experiencing things, doing things like, you know, we have five grandchildren. I want to be able to play football and run around and swim in the sea with them. So that's my why for my whole wellness. Um, so I understand my why. And then I've, I have found balance. You know, I've been doing this a long time, um, probably deeply doing this for the last three years, I would say. Um, it's always been something I've been aware of, but it's become more prevalent in the last three years and definitely becoming a yoga teacher um, and starting to study um, yoga and what it is to actually live a yoga life off the mat, not what you're doing on the mat, but what's off the mat, which is way more important. Um, you know, it's it's made me much more aware and, and I'm loving it. And I love experiments. I love learning. So I like to see, you know, well, this is really good. What, what, how good can it get? What's coming next? What can I tweak next to see, you know, what I'm doing? So um, that's where we find, that's where I, I found my balance because I am someone that is perimenopausal. I don't take any pills and potions. I don't, I'm not someone that likes to do that. Um, but I have found my way through it. Um, but I am super aware of what my body does and doesn't like doing. So, you know, there are some people out there that when it's their period, they are quite happy to lift weights and work out. My body really doesn't respond well to that. You know, I've tried it. I've tried to push through and it's, it doesn't work for me. My body likes to rest. It likes gentle. So in the summer I can swim but in the winter, it's more yin yoga, re- you know, really gentle stretching, um, just being very kind to myself. And as soon as it's passed, I can feel different. As soon as I wake up in the morning, I know that that's bit's passed and then I can go back to doing something a bit more dynamic. Um, but that's that's been a few years of, you know, keeping food diaries, keeping exercise diaries, just really being aware of, of how my body is. So now I've found my balance. I know that you know, some some months I will be absolutely on it and I'll work out, you know, seven days a week or six days a week. And it's really good. And there are other months that I am not doing so well and I have to really, really pull it all back in. And maybe walking is the only thing that I can do. Or maybe I'll only lift weights once a week rather than three times a week. You know, I understand the balance. But because I've got that really strong why and because I understand the balance for me and you know I'm sharing all this information but you have to go find your own balance you have to go find out what your body likes what it responds to Um, but then you can get the consistency and once you hit the consistency um, because it's a habit then everything kind of falls into place you know it's like if you um, if you start your day with fresh fruit juice and a bowl of fruit you're probably more likely to make good decisions all day long that um, are good for your wellness and for your body and 
for fueling your body than if you started your day with, I don't know, a coffee and a Kit Kat or a bag of crisps. Now, you know, we all, everybody does it. I'm not saying you can't start your day with a coffee and a Kit Kat. If you really want to, you can, of course. But when you do things that are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Proactive to your why, then it's easier to keep going. Because again, when you start anything new, you have momentum and it's exciting and blah, blah, blah. But as soon as that wears off, and it wears off quickly, you know, second week in, momentum's gone. Um, But if you come back to my why, if I come back to balance, then the habit is still there. I can still build on my consistency. And then things change over time. You know, that's the other thing that's so, so important. You can't expect to be, I don't know, in your 40s, in your 50s, with a perimenopausal body, maybe you're a bit fluffier around the edges than you wanted. You can't expect to change your habit and within seven days, you know, be a completely new person with a different body. It just doesn't work. It takes time. But we've got all the time, haven't we? We have the time. We've got time to experiment. We've got time to work out what our body wants, what food it wants. You know, very recently I've just started... Um, eating vegetables for breakfast Um, and it's something that I have had in the periphery for over a year dogs are having a sing song Um, and I kind of wanted to do it and but I didn't do it and I talked about it but I didn't do it and then this year I was like do you know what I need to do it and when I start doing it then I'll know is vegetables for breakfast for me or is it not for me And you know what? I love it. And this morning I had a massive bowl of vegetables for breakfast with some extra vegetables that were left over from last night's dinner. It's delicious. I look forward to it. It makes me feel good. My body responds well to it. I wish I'd started it last year, if I'm honest. Um, But that's what I mean. We've got plenty of time. So my takeaway from this today is consistency is amazing and you do need it. But before you find consistency, you need to go right the way back, understand your why, then find the balance, and then the consistency will come. So if you are listening to this and thinking, oh God, I've failed and I don't know how to do it, you haven't failed. And don't worry, go back and find your why, and then the rest will fall into place. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast to the end. Um, I really hope it's been helpful. I've enjoyed chatting to you. Um, You may notice at the bottom of my podcast notes, there's now a little, um, uh, oh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like, give me a, not give me a coffee, donate me a coffee, something like that. But mine says book rather than coffee. Um, It's just a small donation. If you've enjoyed the podcast, that would be lovely if you could donate. It helps me keep going. Um, But absolutely no obligation, completely up to you because obviously you don't have to do that. So once again, thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. I really hope you found it interesting and inspiring. If you want to know more about me, I'm on Instagram at Kim's Wellness Space. If you have enjoyed listening, please leave a review and share. Thank you again and speak to you very soon.